This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, my new book is out, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Holiness. Visit holinessbook.com and check it out, holinessbook.com. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. My guest today needs no introduction, but I'll try anyway. But first, the question, what is religion's role in society? Is religion relevant or necessary in the public square? My guest today certainly thinks so, and he co-wrote a book all about it. Dr. Scott Hahn always takes on the most pressing issues of our day, and doing so through a faithful Catholic lens. Here it is, author of the book, It Is Right and Just, Why the Future of Civilization Depends on True Religion, my conversation with Dr. Scott Hahn. Hi, Doctor. Hey, good morning, John. How are you doing? Doing just fine. Uh, Co-author of the new book, It Is Right and Just, Why the Future of Civilization Depends on True Religion. What is true religion? Well, first of all, religion is the highest form of justice, according to Aquinas. What justice is, is we give it, you know, we, we give to other people what we owe them. They're due. True religion is the Catholic faith. That is, the truth about God in history as the Father sent the Son to pour out the Holy Spirit to make us his family, the Church. And so when Jesus ascends into heaven and says, go and make disciples of all nations, we usually assume that means go and make disciples of individuals within all nations. Hmm. But the fact is, the Greek doesn't allow that. And the early Church understood it, that just as Israel was to be holy, and every Israelite was called to be holy, so Rome, and then Byzantium, and then Europe, (laughs) and then South America, and North America. As we prepare to celebrate the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, we recognize that St. Juan Diego was given a grace, and he can't take credit for nine million converts, but Our Lady brought all these people to the Lord Jesus, and we've lost that vision. I'm convinced that there is a kind of Stockholm Syndrome that has taken hold of Catholics spiritually. That is, hostages who identify with their captors. We live in such a secularized society, it allows for us to practice private religion, whichever one we choose, Mm. and publicly we kind of keep it to ourselves while we go about working, making money to go buy things in stores that will make us happy and our neighbors happy. But the fact is, our neighbors are called to be children of God. They are our brothers and sisters in Christ, at least potentially. And so, in the past, historians can show that the Roman Empire, in its decadence and corruption, was imploding until Christ came. And this culture of death known as ancient Rome is turned into what historians also refer to as Christendom. It wasn't utopia. It wasn't perfect. Far from it but it becomes a form of a civilization of love. And as you are an expert on the new evangelization, John, so likewise we recognize that John Paul, Pope St. John Paul II, described the link between the new evangelization on the one hand and a civilization of love on the other. It isn't just individuals converting. 
and becoming saints. I mean, after all, it doesn't make sense to want sanctity for yourself, but not your spouse, or for your spouse, but not your kids, for your children, but not not your neighbors. You know, you want sanctity for your neighbors, you want it for your town, you want it for your state, you want it for your nation, but not just for yours, but for the whole world. That's what it means to internalize the truth of Christ, the message of the true religion, which is Christianity. And Catholic is the word, as you know, that means universal. God wants to father not just the Han family and make it his own. God wants to father the human family in Christ and make it his own. And, you know, these are our marching orders. Whether we succeed or not, we have to recognize that what we can do usually begins from the ground up. You know, we start with ourselves each and every day. Then we work in our marriage to achieve holiness, virtue, love, affection, respect. But then it spills over to our kids. And so we're not trying to take over the world in a political way. But what we're trying to do is to allow Christ to extend his kingdom in a dynamic and supernatural way. There isn't a single person that Christ doesn't point to and say, hey, you're mine. I purchased you. There isn't a nation on earth that isn't called to Christ. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, we read in Psalm 115. That wasn't just true in the Old Testament for Israel. That's true for us as well. It's a radical message. Sometimes I think our enemies understand the inner logic of the Catholic faith more than some Catholics do, because we, we're content to have it privatized. Yeah. We're content to have our religion relativized. And the fact is, that's what the secularized society has done in deceiving us into thinking that we can just live our lives in a happy way as long as we just keep it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And in a certain sense, Christ hasn't left that as an open option for us. Now, that's the ultimate lie, right? That that religion is a private matter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if Jesus is the private Lord of me and anybody else who happens to choose him, then he's not the Lord of all. But he is the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. He's the President of Presidents. It's never been a numbers game. So it wasn't because Jesus succeeded for 85% or got a landslide vote. No, I mean, he is the Lord. And each and every person will be judged on the basis of what they do. Do, do they sin against the light or do they turn to the light and draw closer to the one who is the light of the world? It's not a numbers game. Ultimately, what it is, is a faithful response to a commission. And we're not primarily talking about a political campaign. But at the same time, the greatest gift we can give to this country we love is our faith lived out in its fullness. And I think that's what's so easily forgotten. And even when it's remembered, it isn't appreciated because it's going to make life more uncomfortable for us. But that's what carrying the cross every morning means. And I think that we recognize this and we're going to discover that we've lost not only the vision, we've lost the desire. I don't think most Catholics even desire to see the Lordship of Christ established in culture and society. And now that we've got 19 grandkids and number 20 is on the way, I feel like I've got so much more skin in the game. I want to see, I want to set into motion the forces of grace that will transform marriages, families, neighborhoods, parishes, Towns like Steubenville, Ohio, where we've lived for 30 years, but every other town as well. And, you know, whether it succeeds or not, that's up to the Lord of Lords. But for us as disciples, we've got to 
recognize our marching orders have been given to us. Go and make disciples of all nations. You know, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world, or my or my disciples would fight. But he never said, my kingdom is not in this world. Mm-hmm. It's not of this world because it isn't acquired by force or majority vote. But it most certainly is in this world. He doesn't say all authority in heaven and earth will be given to me at the end of time. He says, as he ascends, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And he references baptism, because we can't do it apart from the sacraments. But he also says, teach them to observe whatsoever I have commanded you. Who? Not just individuals, private citizens, but all nations. You know, we've got to be faithful and leave the success up to God. But in the process, we can recognize, you know, hey, to the enemies of the Catholic faith, I get it. You know, you do see that we have a one-world government conspiracy called the kingdom of heaven, and it's meant to be extended on earth. And so we don't want to be content with just simply privatizing it for ourselves or for our loved ones, because the whole world consists of God's loved ones. Uh, passion follows vision, and uh, I'm convinced of that. If we're going to get passionate oh, about it again, we've got to have the vision. This is the book that kind of paints that, I think, for us. Uh, every Catholic should be reading this book, friends. It is right and just why the future of civilization depends on true religion. You can get it at stpaulcenter.com, stpaulcenter.com. Dr. Scott Hahn, it's always a treat to have you on the show. God bless you, and thanks for coming on. Great to be with you, John. God bless you, too. So there you have it, friends. The nice thing about interviewing Dr. Hahn is he makes it easy on me. It's guests like him that make me want to extend the podcast to a two- or three-hour show. Because what he said is vital for every one of us as Catholics. Religion isn't something to just tuck away in our society or blend in. It's something we've got to lead with. The world is desperate for it. It's our turn to start. Big thanks to Dr. Scott Hahn, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter. Reminding your friends to take part in the show, visit yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti, signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.